Welcome to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster of Bet 2022. Listeners will no doubt be used to the lovely catch-up that I have with the fabulous Al Kingsley. He joins me again uh, today for our final show of Bet. Only three days this year. I know, but um, after the first two days, and given how amazing they've been, I have to say energy levels are such that I'm sort of pleased it's only three days, but also I do miss the Saturday bit. I'm sure we will. But nonetheless... All very positive, I think, is the key messaging. Good. We're just not used to it, though, are we, really? I've just not had any face-to-face events like this, and so it's been quite a a revelation, but very enjoyable. And I I have to say, I feel safe. I still feel safe. It's interesting, isn't it? I think everyone's very respectful in the way we engage with people, but I think, um, yeah, the overarching message absolutely is... um, it's nice to see people that aren't in pixels and, um, you know... <laughs> or have frozen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and luckily, for two days, I haven't had to remember to unmute either. So there you go, another win. <laughs> you do that. Well, a T-shirt that says I'm unmute, that's a good yeah. opportunity there. What have you got planned today for yourself? Well, I think after yesterday's um, activities, I might have to consider muting a little bit after our, our uh, silent disco and other activities. Today's the last day for us. Obviously, we've, we've had a huge amount of feedback um, in, in terms of our new solution, Classroom.cloud, which has been great. So we've got quite a few of our friends and potentially new friends from different mats coming to see us to look at the solution. And as I often share, I'm always keen about people trying and going away and using it in their own space first. So that's something that we're really promoting. I think very much today's a meetup day for us. Got lots of different people coming mm-hmm. to meet. Um, I've got a, quite a few meetings going out and talking with other providers and talking about bigger picture about digital vision and how we actually move that agenda forward. And not surprisingly, you know, we're in a tech place, but actually the big levers that everyone recognizes now finally are to move it forward. It's really about time, capacity, actually sharing the whys, the hows of what we're doing um, and people understanding. And, And actually it's not about trying to do too many things quickly. It's about doing a few things well, getting them embedded, measuring impact and then moving on. Uh, And it's lovely that I mean, it's something I know you and I share, you know, we've, suddenly we've had this amplification of digital and the role it can play within education. And we're at this cusp now where are we going to actually embrace the good things, the things we've learned, take the opportunities and move it forward? Or are we going to slip back to a pre-pandemic position where edtech's sort of on the agenda, but never really a priority? And I feel really reassured. I think a lot of organisations, lots of schools now have recognised that this is a fixture and fitting. Um, and something mm. I'm always passionate about is look at the workplace, look how the workplace digitally has changed. We've got to make sure our students are fit for that workplace. So it's a, it, for me, it, it has to happen. I think we've still got some way to go there. Our oh, speaker yes. yesterday was Professor Stephen Heppel, and he was highly critical of a number of policy objectives of the current um, government uh, about the children not learning in a fit-for-purpose environment where uh, the emphasis is still on uh, individuals being tested on their own in a you know a, a not a fit a not fit for purpose uh, examination hall for starters because not enough ventilation or light in those halls. I think he resonates some really key points I there. So. When we talk about you know there's been a catch-up narrative, getting back on the learning, it often gets dismissed. Certainly nationally, centrally, the messaging about actually we need to make sure that our learners are fit to learn, fit to achieve. Yeah. And that can be in terms of the SEMH that we've been trying to focus yep. on and support. But why on earth wouldn't we consider, as well as the, the, the mental health and well-being of our learners, wouldn't we consider the physical environment and how that can play to give them the opportunity to shine? So those simple things about temperature and CO2 levels and all the other aspects that he shares, 
I don't know how anyone listening to that would disagree with that not being common sense. Well, not some nice, inter- nice interaction about bringing plants into the class. So bring your own plant. It's, I mean, it's easy. It doesn't need, it doesn't need millions of pounds funding or a, you know, a government no, strategy no. for a plant trolley. You, you, you can buy plant trolleys, incidentally, for, for the classroom. And there's Space Oasis do some cracking stuff. But I'm sure IKEA could easily match uh, the functionality, perhaps not the, um, uh, the build quality. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing on that. But just you know, the difficulty to bring your plant in, give it a name. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Vera, he gave it, a, and he says, hello, Vera, every day. And that was a lovely example, I, like that. Uh, I thought, too. And that was so simple, because that will bump up spider plants unknown to give the most uh, exchange rate, highest exchange rate uh, for carbon dioxide to, to, to oxygen. And, and it's very useful. For that. And that's something we could do really simply. And I've been in classrooms where... CO2 levels have been so high, the alarm's gone off in the middle of a live radio show. It, it has been really very difficult. Wow. And you think, gosh, we've just come two years into a pandemic and we're still making those kind of difficulties uh, mm. in front of us there and just opening the door because CO2 is a heavy gas and so it, it's, it's on the ground, where strangely enough the kids currently are. <laughs> uh, and it kind of, you think, oh, it's oh. not rocket science here as well. So there are some simple things I think we can still learn and we can just keep repeating those messages really i think yeah. that was interesting and that's really good i have um, to confess I, I peaked at crest growing out of eggshells in my school well, journey yeah, not a lot of co2 <laughs> exchange on that but some great sandwich filling opportunities indeed as well. i know and cutting them off and watching it um grow uh, some hair as it used to look like coming oh, out of the yes, top I you see. see the characters I, yeah no never done that's somewhat that's not something i'm very good at i have to say uh, al at the moment which is great what's the most innovative thing you've seen around the show floor um, it's a really, really interesting. I, I've actually have, have looked, and the things that have really resonated with me have been things that have focused around um, student digital skills, student mm-hmm. well-being. I love some of the new tools, and I think innovation sometimes can be in accessibility and ease of use. So we, we saw um, at the Bet Awards, Nata Hub winning an award. I think that's a um, great solution. They I were love here that on approach. the show yesterday. Self-reflective, looking at brilliant. But also giving the teachers opportunity to, to, to assess from their own yes, perspective. Because yes. let's be honest, we all have different strengths and different areas yeah. that we play to. So, so I really love that. Um, I, I love lots of those kind of tools. There aren't that many, sadly. But I think it's, it's that bit about get those bits right and then we can build the fantastic skills that we've got and tools that are also available here. There's some great robotics kit here. You know, There's always some good bits that I like. Uh, I met Marty, the robot, yesterday. Again, a really good tool. And the thing that I liked about that was... You know, money's tight. STEM's important. We want to get boys and girls involved in STEM. Yep. Here's a device, low cost, that you can be using in Key Stage 1, but it can be built using different programming techniques all the way up into your secondary provision. So nice. you get much more durability. Yep. Um, I also had a wonderful session I went and viewed with um, Martin Bailey and the children from Lanchester who have something, you know, come down most years and often talk to you. And they were doing a presentation on coding skills across the curriculum. And not only were they fantastic in the way that they articulated it, but what I really love was they've woven coding skills and logical thinking and development into their primary curriculum. It's not really a bolt-on, it's kind of part of it. But for me, why it resonates so much is there's a school in a challenging area, three miles away is the main Nissan plant in Sunderland, 6,000 jobs. That aspirationally is where many of the children grow to in their workplaces. And that region historically, and I do stress the historically, was coal mines and heavy manufacturing, which is very much a mindset of a mm. male-dominated role. Indeed. So building that love of STEM and coding and those skills at an early age where boys and girls feel equally able and inspired to move forward and it fits the skills for their future workplace, for me, is really huge. It's showing a school that's really reflecting the, the journey of a child and their future opportunities. 
Excellent. I had a lovely uh, question, interaction yesterday from Dr. Dave Wiley from Wolverhampton. He said that he uh, wanted to start asking all your guests, Russell, today, what was their favourite school pudding? So you can be the first person that I ask that. Your favourite school pudding from your recollections? Tin peaches. Tinned peaches. Now, that's probably more because the other options of semolina and other things really didn't float my boat. But, um, yeah, I, I do like a tinned peach. Tinned peach as well. Excellent. Not Good. exactly setting the bar too high, am Not I? Not so? at all, but um, a nice, easy opener, I have to say. <laughs> Pun fully intended there. Uh, we'll ask everyone. We'll have a tally chart at the end of the day's show. Al, great to chat with you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us on the sand. You've given over a lot of your stand space to the uh, the radio, and, and we've thoroughly enjoyed it. We've made some great great content this week but before i go can i also thank you because you are always you know that ever-present voice you bring a huge different dynamic to the stand Uh, love having you here so thank you my pleasure indeed thanks a lot for having us al kingsley ladies and gentlemen the sky's the limit with net support's award-winning software solutions